Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Everybody. Oh my gosh, hello. You scared me. I Sorry. thought we were Sorry. coming into the last episode of the season or something. Yeah, yeah, we are. I, well, it's technically the last episode about an episode in season three, but we have one more episode. Season three of us. Yes. One more episode of our season three still remains. Right. However, hello. That's the future. Don't worry about Don't that worry. right now. Yes. Be here now in the present with us. So beautiful. <laughs> mm, the delicious present moment. So now that we're together in the intro for the first time since prom, we wanted to just say prom. Yes, exactly. Good. Well put, Jenny. Thank you. Very well put. Uh, We had the most amazing time with all of you in Los Angeles. We saw the most incredible pictures from your prom ups in Paris and in New York and in Chicago and in Atlanta and in Philly. Philly. Ah, it was just a really special evening all around, and we cannot wait to do it all over again with all of you. Thank you to so many of you who came out, either in our city or in yours. And hey, what is a prom without sponsors, uh, some of which to whom we must bow at this exact moment in time? Thank you so much to the amazing Ace Hotel in downtown Los Angeles who hosted us. Yes. They were so incredible. What a beautiful space. They made it they literally made it possible. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much to the Ace. Thank you also to Boom Comics for your generous donation of uh, many, many issues of heavy vinyl uh, penned by our very own DJ Carly Tron. Yes. And <laughs> thank you so much to Justin's for uh, providing us with many, many delicious, succulent peanut butter cups. Oh, wow. Thank wow. You. Succulent. Yeah, that's right. It's a word not often used to describe peanut butter cups, but it's so I accurate. I do what I want and I say <laughs> what I feel. Yes. Thank you to those three humans. They're not humans. Thank you entities. to those three entities for uh, for really helping us make everything so special. All of you in LA know that the, the swag bags were really fun of some delicious goodies. So um, speaking of delicious goodies... It's the end of the season, and that means we have some things in our store. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. There's some stuff. To tell you about these things. Okay, so (laughs) first of all, I don't even know where to begin. First of all, Jenny's giggling. She's not giggling about this item, but the season three CD is up for pre-order. That means that if you are collecting all of the CDs, we get it. I mean, this is kind of a collect collectible fandom you know we are people that like to have physical items and a complete set so we get it uh if you would like that cd it's up there for pre-order now also there's a new enamel pin and it it reads um willow in the streets vampire willow in the sheets uh a uh you know very important phrase that (laughs) words to live by words to live by yes so that enamel pin is up in the store now and a third new item has arrived Listen, humans, this human beings. Item. Uh, if you if you listen to our live episode uh, revelations that we taped at Nerd Melt, uh, you might remember that Christine Tuna, who designed our logo, said to me on that fateful evening, Kristen, if you would like illustrations to go along with your erotic novels from season three, please let me. <laughs> 
help you with those. To which I said, Christine, please let us have a business lunch and discuss to which we did. And now for all of you, there is a beautifully printed, it's like we call it a zine, but it's really, it's it's made like a literary magazine. It's made very fancily. And it is a 16 page booklet that contains my erotic novels paired with Christine's illustrations. It's really special. I just feel like just to be very clear, when Kristen says erotic novels, <laughs> she means a handful of lines of dialogue yeah. that she has curated. Yes. Okay, cool. That's what it says on the cover. It says words chosen mm. by Kristen Russo. I just don't want anybody to expect multiple erotic novels. Jenny, anyone going into this zine yeah. with expectations yeah. will only have them exceeded. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. I'm not concerned. Okay, forget so, I said anything. Great. So those things are all in the store. And of course, everything else that we have uh, brought for your wonderment is in that store as well. Just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and you can click on shop. Also, speaking of things that may delight you... <laughs> Wow. Uh, At prom, we got to announce something very exciting, which is that uh, our friends and uh, brilliant human entities, uh, Brittany Ashley and Laura Zach, are going to be working in tandem with us to bring you an angel podcast when when we begin season four. Yes. And uh, it's called Angel on Top. You can find them on social media at Angel on Top cast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are incredible. If you haven't checked out their Daria podcast, Sick or Sadder World, I highly, highly recommend it. Yes, I do too. We're s- pretty excited about this, everybody. Could not be more pleased so, and, to have and those two you, people at the helm. A lot of you on the internet have been like, crossover episodes though, wink, wink, wink. And yes, of course, we're going to be doing something for crossover hmm, what's episodes. What's a crossover episode? Oh yeah, well, first it, we'll teach Jenny what a crossover Thank episode you. is. And then... Yeah, we'll be having a lot of fun with them. We're going to be working closely with them. It's going to be the best. Um, one other thing that we want to talk about before we get into this episode and then we can all graduate together nice. uh, is that uh, if you're a patron of ours, there's something fun happening this weekend. We're doing our graduation day Buffy watch on Saturday, March 31st at 2 p.m. Pacific. If you're already a patron, you've seen the announcement. And if you're in the Facebook group, that is where we will go live. All of the instructions and information is there for you. And we're going to be watching both parts. It's the first time we've ever done a double header. Very exciting. Buffy watch. Uh, not to mention that, of course, if you're a patron at many levels, you get things like Q&A videos and extra mailbag episodes. It's a hoot over there. So you can find out more at bufferingvampireslayer.com. Just click on Patreon. I think that's everything that we need to talk about before we start talking about the episode. So let's yes. go do that now. Jenny, will you put on your cap and gown? I already have mine on. So I will not. <laughs> wow. to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where, of course, we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time. Spoiler free, I am Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And this week, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 22, Graduation Day, Part 2, otherwise known as the last episode of the third season. The last episode of Season Faith? 
The last, yeah, season faith, the finale. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us, recapping the Buffy episode we are discussing. Graduation Day Part 2 was written and directed by Joss Whedon and originally aired on July 13th, 1999, yes, a couple uh, months after it was supposed to. Everybody had to wait. We thought about, we played around with the idea of making you all wait two months <laughs> for our finale, but... We're not cruel. Yeah, we're not monsters. Uh, this is the one where, on Ascension Day, Buffy and her friends prepare for the ultimate battle as they face off against the mayor and a horde of vampires. Horde? I know. I like that the, like, it's they face off against the mayor. Like, I don't know if the vampires really get to count. Oh! some damage but the mayor is the key player you know what i noticed about the mayor's vampires is that they're all men classic and i just feel like that should not go unnoted Mm. uh not to jump right in here jenny but it reminds me for of a certain structure that we talk about on this podcast sometimes the patriarchy we've ever placed that it might be listen we're moving through the seasons and the patriarchy just keeps getting closer and closer Uh uh but really like you know i just feel like the mayor (laughs) i guess in my mind like the mayor is a family guy so that lines up in my mind with like patriarchy and having patriarchal tendencies picking all men vampires Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but also like i don't know i just feel like the mayor might be an equal opportunity employer you know, like, I feel like he might have his eye on business best practices, and I'm just surprised. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Well, he he does employ one very important female. <laughs> female. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, okay, so the episode starts, and we're right where we left off. Oh, my. Gasping. Could you imagine having to wait? Because, wait, did you have to wait, or you weren't watching? I think I had fallen off by this okay, point. because... I just, can you imagine like the, the last scene? Buffy is the, ah, she's out she there and she's on the truck. She, no. She falls into the truck and then it's, it's okay, two months sorry, later. You have to wait two months to find out what has happened. Yeah, that is an intense, that is a cruel and unusual right? break between things. But luckily for us, 20 years into the future, <laughs> we don't have to wait. No, we, <laughs> we get to find out right now. That Buffy's still on the rooftop. Yes. She's looking all fucked up. Yeah. She leaves the knife covered in her fingerprints. And so much blood. And so much blood at the scene of the crime and then just like staggers down a ladder. Yeah, and just in the nick of time because right when she gets down the ladder, the mayor is there. Uh Uh-huh. And holy shit. I mean, the mayor has... I don't know. I mean, the mayor's had so many incredible episodes, of course, but this is... This is really... Something. Really? So it was, which episode was it? Was it last week where he got really mad about the box? No, that was a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. That was like the first time we sort of saw him snap. And this whole episode is like just a series of that. Uh, yeah, of him like ping-ponging between his two poles. Yes. Let's let's just tune into the mayor for a second when he says, find them. We have to find them. Put everyone on it. Do it now. But sir, the ascension. Find them! He is scary. And and I think what Harry Groner, now I, I think all of you know this by now, but next week, our last episode of this of our season will be an interview that I was able to do with Harry Groner. And there are so many incredible stories about so many of the scenes in these last couple of episodes. It's just, it's really, really awesome. So stay tuned for that next week. But he 
goes from this extreme of like fury, find them, to then like sort of turning on his heel and and getting right in his head about faith. She's He's strong. like totally in shock. She right. She's strong. She'll she'll be all right. She'll be all right. It's it's heartbreaking. It's really a lot. And he's Harry Groner is fucking incredible. Yeah, he's so good. So then we go to the credits. Ah, uh, great. Credits happen. Yes. Nobody can say they didn't happen. No, nope, nobody can say that. Uh, and then tea is soothing. I wish to be tense. Yes, and Xander is still rocking that green, your favorite green sweater. Here's the thing. It's good now, but later in the episode, it starts to be less good. Oh, what happens to the he sweater? He starts whining inside oh. of it. <laughs> so the sweater maintains its shape. It's just that Xander gets whiny in, in it. And yeah, and starts making it look bad. Yeah, I uh, actually, I have some things to say when we get to whiny Xander. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but anyway, yes, and so this, right, Giles is breaking with tradition. He's drinking coffee because right. he wants to be tense. Right. And then we get this amazing, Cordelia is on fucking point in this episode. She's great. She's really on point. She just comes in and she's like, excuse me. I need to know what is going on because Wesley just called me. First, first of, of all, how does he have her number? Yeah. Ooh, nah. yeah, yeah. We'll get more ooh, nah, as we go into the episode. <laughs> but um, but it's just a really it's just a really funny Cordelia scene where she's like, you know, you stayed around like a big loser, so why does <laughs> he have to leave? Sure. And then she does a classic Cordelia twist where she's mad, she hates everybody, but of course she's gonna stay and help uh-huh. because she wants to save the world too. Yeah. Because why? She has so many layers. So many layers. Oh, it's good to see a couple of them again. Speaking of layers, how many layers of sweat would you say are on Angel? (laughs) The the limit does not exist. Now, what do you think is the biological sort of stitch? I guess it's probably a metaphysics thing with vampires and sweating. Because they're not um, drinking water. Like... Uh, are vampires, uh, you know, eighty percent water or whatever, like the rest? Do you think vampires, they're? Do you think they're that, just like us? <laughs> do you think that their sweat has a diff? Maybe their sweat just has a different chemical composition. Oh, you think it's like coppery? It's blood. Yeah, it's bloody sweat. But it's clear. It's so clear. Well, sure, maybe it loses its color but preserves its. We're gonna have to talk to somebody who has licked sweat off of Angel. <laughs> yeah, well, any vampire <laughs> or any, any vampire. Uh, if you've licked sweat off of a vampire, you can email Please us. Please call us. Buffering the Vampire Slayer at gmail.com and let us know if it had a coppery, penny-like taste yeah, to it. Mm, delicious. That'll help our scientific research. So Angel is so sweaty and Willow is like helping him at the bedside, giving him cold compresses. And Angel confuses Willow for Buffy. And it's almost as good as what we learn in the next scene, which is that Angel did the same thing <laughs> to Oz. So great. So yeah. So Angel's delirious, but we get a good little sexual tension uh, moment. Yeah. What a delight. I, I would like to personally oh, nominate. nominate? Okay. I, I would like. We saw Willow and Angel, but I would like to personally nominate Angel and Oz. <laughs> Just. I'm putting them in For the ring. Off-camera attention. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure, we'll come sure, back sure, sure, sure. To, to get to the final results, but I'd like to put them in the ring. Meanwhile, you know that thing <laughs> where your local mayor is about to ascend into yes. the form of a true demon that walks the earth, and you're um, like really stressed out about that, but yes. also you just had delightful first-time sex with your adorable boyfriend in the middle yes, of all that now- chaos, and you're just feeling so guilty? <laughs> and you're so you're feeling so guilty, and all you want to do is have sex one more time. Just one more time. Maybe in the back of a van. Like, why not? Who knows? That could happen later. We don't know. Listen, natural disasters, acts of God, and 
also the universe. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think are, you know, it's classic inspiration for human beings to copulate, if you will. Copulate. Is that the right word? Yes. Does that mean do it? That does mean do it. Yeah. I remember um, I went into when, when we lived in Brooklyn, I went into a, like a card store in Brooklyn. Where and- could this be going? <laughs> <laughs> and then I... And then there was a storm and I slept with a cashier. No. How dare you? No, I went into the card store to get like a card for somebody's baby shower or something. And um, actually, I think it was a card for a baby shower. And the and the woman behind the desk was like, oh, is this a Sandy baby? And I was like, a what? And she was like, oh, well, like just a lot of babies are being born in the next couple of months because of Hurricane Sandy. Like, wow. The hurricane happened and people were like, well, there's no power. And, um, I, you know, I have this body and, and you, yeah, you sure. have a body. Uh, we can't watch TV. We can't, you know, get uh-huh. on the phone. So uh-huh. we might as well take our bodies and just mash them together okay. a little bit. <laughs> and then babies <laughs> Is that happens. how it works? That's how it... Mashing is the That's the birds and the bees talk from Kristen verb. Russo. I feel weird. Cool. <laughs> so anyway, Buffy gets back. <laughs> And she's like, I'd like to be alone with him. Yo, Buffy looks so hot. She looks amazing in this episode. She looks, she looks so really good fucking good. In the last like, episode and in the prom when right? she got dumped in a sewer. Her hair is on Yeah, something point. happened to her hair. She's looking all like, <clears throat> you know, sun-kissed and blonde yeah. and just like, you know, like she carries the weight of the world on her shoulders and she's going to kick a lot of ass. That's my kind of girl is what mm-hmm, I'm saying, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's looking real hot and she's like, drink me. Wait, wait, wait. First, Angel's like, <laughs> I'm ready to die. Yeah. He's like, I've waited for this moment for 243 (laughs) years. My time has come. I'm ready. And then Buffy's like, not just yet, stud muffin. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, drink me. And then Angel's like, I would never. How could you? How could you possibly suggest something? And he stands up and he staggers. Now, this is one of my favorite Because he staggers into like the living room. He's just such a clutch. But like the props department, the the decision in this scene to be like, (laughs) Angel needs to fall, but it won't be dramatic enough for him to just fall. So can you put five (laughs) copper plates in a row? Like coffee table? Coffee table. Plates that no one would ever use for any purpose (laughs) ever. They must all be metal and look like they came from medieval times. (laughs) Oh my God. And he just falls and they're like, clang, 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 (laughs) clang. And it just, uh, yes, I enjoyed right, it. Right, right, right. And then Buffy engages in everyone's favorite form of foreplay. That she's punching David Boreanaz in the face. Yeah, this once, is her. twice, three <laughs> times a bloodlustful vampire. <laughs> this is her move. This is yeah. Buffy's foreplay. Hell yeah. She, my note in all caps is Buffy is punching all of her lovers, you know? <laughs> Just wow. knocking him down one at a time. Wow. And once she gets him into vamp face, she oh. just pulls her shirt to the side. Cue and the music swell. Oh, my gosh. And then he's drinking, and then it's messy. We've never really seen, like, a hot, hot close-up of vampire yeah. drinking before. This is way more graphic than they gave us when they were actually having sex. Way more graphic. Way more. Then this they slow motion fall to the ground, <laughs> and the music swells again. <laughs> so intense. No, Here's something. Yes. Everyone is like, oh, no faith. Oh, no faith. Oh, you don't you didn't bring faith back to feed to Angel so that she can die and he can live because we have passed judgment and decided that Faith's life is not worth saving. Right. And she is irredeemable. Even Angel is like, Faith, 
And Buffy's like, nope. And here's my fucking question. Okay, yeah, what is Did it? anybody consider for one second making like a vampire slayer Arnold Palmer for right, half Angel? and half? Half and half. A <laughs> little bit of this, a little bit of that. Everybody's helping. Everybody feels good. Everybody regenerates their blood faster than a regular mortal. <laughs> a vampire slayer Arnold Palmer is one of your top moments. It's Thank you. Very, very good. Um, yeah, I thought the same thought. You know, or like there had to be a better way. You know, there just there had to be a better way. But whatever, they need. But I'm high glad drama. we get this scene. Yeah, I'm so glad. And that also, are you going to talk about how she crushes what the appears one to be of the like, metal? It looks canisters. Like, it looks like it's made out of pewter. Yeah, it looks so dense, and she's just like scrunch. Right? She's like, I, I feel like this was a call, uh, shout out to Ghost. You know, like with the pottery. Like, oh my god! <laughs> they were like, let's give her metal pottery, and she will crush yeah, yeah. it. And she can just, just how. It. Demi Lovato. What's her name? Demi Moore. Moore? (laughs) The other? Okay. Um, Now, listen. Can I just interject here with a very brief aside? Please. Okay. I did my first watch of this episode with Chris Farron. Ah, yes. You did, indeed. Chris was like, do you want me to take notes? And I was like... Chris Chris Farron, in case anyone is listening out of chronological order and doesn't know what's good in the world. Oh, yeah. Chris Farron is a a very talented musician. You heard his uh, vocal as Xander on the Zeppo. And Chris also guested uh, on Reptile Boy with us, having never seen an episode ever before. Right, exactly. So this is two for him. This is his second second episode ever. So he's He's watched Reptile Boy and then skipped to graduate. Graduation day part two. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now continue. So he was like, do you want me to take notes? And I was like, that will not be necessary. And he was like, cool, let me just get my notebook. <laughs> and then as I was leaving, he like handed me this piece of paper and he was like, you'll want these for the show. So, and his notes seem to end like right after this scene, I think. They're kind of vague. Okay. But here are his notes for the episode. Okay. <clears throat> Chris Farron's notes, parenthetical, important. <laughs> Who is that? Who's that guy? <laughs> What's up with that guy's face? Then we were watching it on on his Hulu account, which has commercials. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was a commercial for Ashley Furniture. Okay. And uh, then he wrote, they played one of my songs in an Ashley Furniture store one time. Wow. <laughs> then he wrote. Re- very thorough research. Who is that? <laughs> then he wrote, boobs. Wonder what boobs. that was in reference to. Yeah, who's boobs? Mm, unknown. Interesting. And then he wrote, Dr. Evil's son. <laughs> then he wrote. <laughs> okay. Drink me, hell yeah, baby. Do you think he wrote boobs about uh, angels' boobs? <laughs> sweaty boobs? Did he write sweaty boobs? He did not write no. sweaty boobs. Okay, I was So, sorry. drink me, hell yeah, baby. Okay. Sexy punching. Uh-huh. What is going on? Who's that? Those are his total <laughs> Wait, who did he now? Who did he not know? I don't know. <laughs> it could have happened at any point in the rest <laughs> okay. of the <laughs> Great. So, Chris Farron, as always, just a stellar yeah. guest yeah, on yeah, the yeah. show. This has been lot. Chris Farron Corner. Thanks for stopping <laughs> great. by. Great. So, okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Farron. Uh, Chris Farron, uh, for reasons unknown to you, we'll see you in season five. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Okay. Okay. So, did Angel run Buffy all the way, all the way to the ER, or did he carry her onto the city you bus? You know how in Twilight, I think the thing in Twilight is that Edward Cullen can run; that the vampires can run like really, really, really fast. That sounds familiar. Do you right? Like they're like a blur. Do you think that yeah. that Angel might have just usurped some of that ability here? Like, no, why? I think he... does he not have a car? Does Angel not drive? Uh, Angel does not. Because he's so clumsy. <laughs> he's such a clumsy, can't get his license. 
<laughs> okay, so, all right. So, so he's all like, she needs blood. Yeah. You know when you get to the hospital and you're like, hey, doc, <laughs> she needs blood. <laughs> yeah, he rips the door handle off the door and the doctor's like, uh, Been doing some a rabies shot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on here, man. But like, let's just be real. Like the, the law enforcement of Sunnydale knows kind of what's up. So right. you can't tell me that these doctors aren't completely aware of when a blood-sucked human comes in. I mean... Maybe, but, like, do a lot of blood-sucked humans get to the hospital? I feel like mostly they just die. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I just feel like the doctors... I don't know. I just feel like the doctors in Sunnydale should know a little bit more of what's going on. But that's just my two cents. Wait, just popping back, sorry, just thinking a little bit more about drinking blood. Um, yeah, yes, of course. Uh, th- that, it's important maybe to just mention that's the longest by far we've ever seen a vampire feeding on a human being. Yes. Well, and right. I mean, And I mean, also not taking it all, apparently. Well, well, I mean, if it was a regular human being. Well, it's not like Buffy has more blood than a regular human no, being. No, but she's but her blood she is more regener- Well, I think like if she gets a cut or wound, it heals quicker. Oh, right, right, right. So, so you think that her blood must, is just like... It <laughs> regenerates quicker. Okay. Yeah, I I think so. That's my scientific take. Um, So then, right, after this dramatic scene, Angel, of course, is like, where is a payphone? I can't possibly go through an episode without making a call on a payphone. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to alert the Scoopies. Give him a break. You're just being rude right now. I just, he just has his things is all I'm saying. Like, if you were going to have a picture book of Angel, there'd be a page of him with pewter. There'd uh-huh. be a page of him with a fire. Oh, be another page of him with fire. There'd be a third page of fire. Right. And, and then, then a, a, a picture a pa- of him at Pottery Barn. A picture of him at Pottery Barn. And then a picture of him sweaty. <laughs> a picture of him tripping. And then a picture of him in a payphone. Is what about saying? his clues? What about his little Oh, and then the last clues. page, of course, would be... Detective Angel. Man. Wow, Detective Angel. You know, I wish that we... I just wish that when we got to the end of this season, that somebody would say, you know, this guy's got a lot going for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we and need to he, see more of him once yeah, a week. Let's do a whole series on him. And then you know what I wish on top of that, Jenny? What? Tell me. I wish there were two queer ladies out there in the world who weren't you and me, but maybe were super fun. And they thought, let me and you talk about Angel uh, on a podcast called Angel on Top. You're saying you want two people who aren't us. Two people who are not us, but who are still queer. Important ingredient. And great. And and great, yes. And who, you know, understand the intricacies of being a vampire detective. Kristen. Yes. Since you seem to have suffered some form of mild amnesia oh, and you're okay. making these wishes into the ether, let me just remind <laughs> you that we actually have arranged by the might of our very own four hands combined uh, for... <laughs> None other than Brittany Ashley and Laura Zack. Two American dreams. Wow. Uh, Two perfect queer women. Yes. Uh, Two adjacent to us. Yes. Start covering the Angel spinoff series. Well, holy shit. What? Holy shit, Jenny. Their new podcast will be called Angel on Top, and you can start following them now on social media. They are Angel on Topcast on Instagram and Twitter. Find them. Follow yes. them. Stay yes. up to date. They'll be launching uh, right around when we come back for season four. Yeah, Hell yeah. We'll, we'll be going uh, in tandem, if you will. And more to come on that. But if you want to get familiar with them in the meantime, if you're not somehow uh, familiar, you should totally check out their amazing Daria podcast, Sicker, Sadder World. Yes. It is the best. It I have is. listened to every single episode, and I can tell you definitively... 
that it is a delight and I love listening to them talk and you will probably love listening to them talk too. Great. Unless you hate things that are good, but right. I don't think that you no, do. You wouldn't be here if you Let's hope not. Things. Unless it was a secret that this is terrible and wow. we're just finding out now. Ah, this is complicated. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what else is complicated, Jenny? What? Uh, well, Buffy's not the only slayer in this ER. Oh, Holy my God! Shit. What are the odds that they would just be adjacent to one another, right next to each other? They're, that's so the, they're in the Slayer ward. So <sighs> heavy sigh. The mayor. Yeah. I know he's evil, no, but this he's... is hard to watch. It's your day. It's yes. It's your day. So rough. It really is. This is rough. I mean, also we hear from the doctor that Faith has like severe head trauma, yeah. and it is expected that she will never wake up from this coma. Right. Which is, you know, what I think that tells us too is that had she not thrown herself off of the building, she would have lived because the head trauma. I mean, right. That like had to be she, from the she, fall. right. She, she survived the blood loss, but and she the- wouldn't have lived because. Fucking Buffy would have tossed her over her shoulder like a Christmas sack of presents and taken her back to Vamp Mansion, fed her to her boyfriend like a monster. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so man, watching Harry Goner's face when he hears what that doctor says and like how he just like goes slack and just starts like walking like a fucking murder zombie. It's so fucking good. He's so fucking good yeah it's so almost he, as if he were an actor almost so he he walks into the next room and this is really dark int- yeah like the way it's like a twist on the pillow over the face thing and the fact that it's his hand and like yeah. the way he grips her face yeah, is yeah. so it's just really fucked up and let me tell you i am hoping that if i'm ever in a position where the mayor of my town is trying to suffocate me after i've lost a lot of blood that my nurse is a little more efficient than the nurse that walks in the the room. I understand that, like, maybe she couldn't do anything, but she was like, stop, please. Yeah, sir. So, excuse me, sir. Sir. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Like, yeah, I feel like she should have just, like, sounded all the alarms, like, have been screaming as she ran out the door. Like, there's a man trying to kill one of our patients. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then, like, Angel... Pops in and is like, Rah. yeah, yeah. Angel, <laughs> Angel's like, I heard there was room for more drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is great. The mayor and and Angel showing down. Yeah, and- yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. love Harry Grinner's little monologue, and then Angel's rabid dog face. <laughs> also, the way that Angel throws the mayor is really kind of cool because he hits the tray of medical supplies but also his elbow hits the window it like shatters all the things around oh yeah which is just nice well well, nice aim angel yeah great job and then okay so this happens and first of all i don't i still don't understand why the mayor is not yet in handcuffs at this point like i feel like enough time has passed where are the people in this hospital yeah you hear security getting called over the intercom yeah and the mayor's just like nothing to see here this is an intermission in the show blah 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 sauntering out like nobody cares okay fine so then we go out into the hallway and the Scoobies have arrived, right? This is, and this is where you hate Xander in his sweater. But I actually have something to say about Xander. I mean, please. So, you know, we have a history here on the show of being really fed up with Xander's bullshit. And I am annoyed in this moment, but this is a, this is a thing. This is Xander's thing. I mean, Xander has been uh, upset about Angel being alive because he's afraid of what it will do to Buffy since the dawn of time. So it's not out of character 
for him to have a response to this. But there's a moment that we see before he says his line, the like camera is on Xander right as or right after Angel says like, yes, I did this thing. You see Xander take it in and like quake with it and like reason with it. It's just like a split second, but mm. it's this like really awesome moment where you see him pro- like trying to process it. Then we like Giles, I think, says something and then it goes back to Xander and that's when Xander's like, you know, whatever fucking he does his Xander thing. But there was just like a little bit more depth to it for me because of that little tiny moment, like the moment right. where he tried to or was reckoning with it or whatever. And of course, he just came out the other end being like, fuck you, man. But I yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where is this is not like straight up withholding of information the way that sometimes on TV people just do not tell each other vital info right. and then that like results in hijinks and right. terrible miscommunication and people doing things they regret and can never undo. But like it's a variation on that theme. It's not like Angel was like, hey, babe, no faith. What if I just drink you? Right. It was Buffy's idea. He was weak and delirious. She punched him in the face and then shoved sure. his teeth into her neck. Sure. But do you know why? But of course, he's so tortured that he would never yes. be like, "Um, guys, actually, this is what happened. Like, he feels like a piece of garbage. Right. He's so full of uh, shame and guilt. Yeah. So instead of him saying any of this, he's like, I deserve all of your hatred, whether it's founded or not, because mm-hmm. I'm angel and I'm, I'm so deserving. Are you understanding why I, I say re- you're angel now? I relate to this. I see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I get At it. At the end of the episode, I was like, cool, Jenny, you are literally angel. And she was like, what? <laughs> How dare you? And now as we begin to unpack some of angel's fucking motivations, you will see... Wow, they align. I'm just saying. Let me just check my little notebook of clues and see if I have anything (laughs) that lines up with what you're saying. (laughs) Great. You do that. (laughs) So then we enter into the dream. Yo, I can't remember. I can't remember if we've had like a great dream on this show already. I feel like you have gone off on how great the dreams are. Yes. Joyce like dropping the plate. Right, 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 right. This is like. The next level this is of how good dreams get on this fucking show. Mm-hmm. This is so good. Please go, go forth. You no, know, I mean, to... uh, that uh, that is basically where I was going. I mean, I want to talk about the specifics too, but just the... I've just, There's no... Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please, I, really, please, please. I really tried to yeah. let you talk, but just it, so you it, know it what it looked like in the room. <laughs> Jenny was like sitting on her hands and then like erupted and her arms like <laughs> shot out. And she was like, I dropped. <laughs> so go ahead, Jenny. Speak it's your just, truth. There is, I've never seen anything in film or TV that like comes close to to like nailing so hard what the experience of dreaming is really like. The fade, the image fade in, fade out, that quick like voom. Yeah. Voom. Yeah, is that and incredible. The the way that the dialogue works. Yeah. Yes. And like is and isn't. Do you think that the visual I, I interpreted the visual of like Faith, because you know, Faith gets right real up close to the screen and yeah. Buffy's sort of in the background. And it's sort of like the closer she gets, the um brighter the light. It sort of like washes out her whole face. Yes. And I interpreted that as like her being closer to death than Buffy. Wow. Um, I don't know if that was intentional on their part, but it seemed like, you know, like walk into the light, like is kind of a right. thing. Wow. Uh, so yeah, just gorgeous. This is what maybe one of, the, I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful scene. Yeah, it's uh, really. Also the cat. What's that symbolism all about? Beautiful cat. Just Faith has a cat in this reality. Uh, yeah, I mean, nobody indicates that it's anybody's cat. 
it just happens to be in the apartment. Oh, it's just in the apartment. I don't apartment. know. I know. I feel like if we were like better dream people, we should have gotten a dream expert for this episode. Next time. Yeah. You let us know if you have any interpretations of the cat. But like, man, like, aren't these things supposed to take care of themselves? Right. And uh, faith sharing this human weakness. Yeah. Tidbit. And then the like, just take what you need. Like, <laughs> we're in some like slayerscape where. Well, this is, they both have, we assume, prophetic dreams, not that we have ever seen evidence of faith prophetic dreams, but right. uh, I'm down to consider the possibility that uh, in addition to having prophetic dreams, they can. I mean, this is the first time in history that we're aware of that there have been two slayers, but it makes sense that since they are coming from like through the same lineage, yes, that they might be able to pop into each other's dreams. Totally. Which and reminds do me. Do it, but also <laughs> share valuable information. Yes. Uh, sharing dream space reminds me of one of my favorite films of all time, Jenny, Nightmare on Elm Street, Three Dream Warriors. Wow. Uh, where all of the Elm Street kids realize that they have the power, I think because of um, Kristen, a, a character, uh, you know, the name is, I think, chosen because she of her. sounds hot. Yeah, she's pretty great. Play, uh, played by Patricia Arquette. Uh, she has the power to pull people into her dreams. So she can, when Freddie is in her dreams, she can be like, Nancy. And Nancy's always like, God damn it, Kristen, seriously? <laughs> Nancy again? wants a break. Yes, and Kincaid and Joey. She pulls them all into their dream. Anyway, I love the movie, and I love any excuse to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank well you done. very much. Great job. Also, <laughs> the the fact that they reference the sort of, like, cross-dreaming within yes. the dream. Like, is this my, your mind or mine? Yeah, beats me. Like, Ugh. this is really, 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 really good. And oh. then Faith, of course. Oh, God, in a classic way to wake up from a dream. I don't know how you wake up from dreams. <laughs> but Faith is reaching towards Buffy's face <laughs> and then Buffy wakes up the only thing better than two slayers in love is two slayers in love sharing a dream you know what I mean <laughs> is that what there's nothing better than that is okay so uh then you think oh my god what an incredible experience that was to have <laughs> Faith and Buffy together and then how could it get any more how, intense yeah how could it get any more intense and Buffy like gets out of bed and she's in her and hospital gown wearing wearing clothes like a beautiful outfit. white outfit underneath which <laughs> I think we're not supposed to see, but we can. So, and she walks over to Faith in her hospital bed, and what does she do, everybody? She returns the kiss that Faith once gave to her. Wow. Uh, I'm sure that that Buffy was just disappointed that the writer's room uh, was not followed, that it wasn't a kiss on the lips both right. times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because it was re because it was done as a kiss on the forehead, we get a kiss on the forehead here, but. You and me, Jenny, and everybody listening, we'll all just imagine that this is just as romantic as it can be. Super romantic. Returning the love here. And, and listen, yeah. I feel like what I feel in this moment mm -hmm. watching that is like, it is so fucked up that this is where faith has ended up. I agree. And I'm like, I'm playing, you know, we've had a good time all season with Buffy and Faith, but right, I actually, right, right. if I'm being serious, this moment is not sexual at all. It's yeah, like, of course not. It's very, very um, gutting. Be <laughs> no pun intended. Yikes. Uh, yikes. <laughs> um, Watch it, Kristen. But it's just, it's, it, you know, Buffy loves Faith and she has always loved Faith and they shared something really special and I don't know. I, I mean, I think Buffy... This isn't like the kind of loss that you can measure. Like, if you think no. about it, I mean, none of us could possibly understand what it would be to be so singular, right? Right. To be like a right. supernatural force in the world mm -hmm. uh, and, and have no one and then gain 
someone yeah. and then lose that someone and then gain another someone who's like more a part of your life and then lose them kind of by your own hand or, or they kind of like lose themselves but like also were sort of like not given any assistance in like preventing themselves from getting lost. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just really sad. And I think uh, Buffy, this is that moment that Xander said, right? I don't want to lose you. And like, this is like, we're seeing a little bit of that. Like, but we are losing, we did lose a part of Buffy when mm -hmm. she put that knife in Faith, we lost a part of Buffy. When When she sees that Faith is in a coma and it is by her own hand, we lose. We lost a part of Buffy, and like that part of Buffy will never come back. I mean, that's this is a this is an extreme example of it, but that is part of growing up and moving through life. That things happen to you, and you do things that you can't erase, and they become a part of you, and you know, take away a part of you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think we see that all in this forehead kiss. So I didn't mean to trivialize it by making a joke, um, but yeah, it's really serious. And then Buffy puts her red leather pants back on tight <laughs> and is like, hey, guys, I've got I'm ready a plan to go to war. Let's do some war. You know who else is ready to go to war is Principal Snyder. <laughs> he is at graduation 40 hours before everybody else <laughs> yeah. just ruffling the diplomas in a panic. <laughs> are she they all are they even in a container of any kind? Are they all just standing upright miraculously? No, they're I think they're in, in a perfect rectangle. I think they're in something. Maybe. Um, but yes, yeah, so he's he's ready for graduation. And boy, does he have no idea what, what he's exactly in store is for. Mm -hmm. The first thing, not to spoil my interview with Harry Groner, but the, I think the first thing that Harry said to me when we sat down was, yes, to answer your question, Snyder tasted delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so then we cut to the library and here the Scoobies are in like the straight up war room. Like it's yeah. set up like a war room. Buffy's at the chair at the head. She has just completed uh, explaining her detailed plan. Yes. And everyone is like, this plan is bananas. Yes. Oz counters with there could be a more bananas plan where we attack the mayor with hummus. Now that's a cross food. I should go. <laughs> Bananas and hummus? Yeah, those are two foods I don't like to think about together. <laughs> uh, Cordelia, listen, I don't even want to wait anymore. Oh, Let's just give Cordelia yes. her jingle for what has happened already and what is to happen. Final Cordelia jingle of season three. How do you know? I might ask for another one before the episode's <laughs> over. Okay. <laughs> no, it probably is the last Cordelia jingle. Uh, she she comes into the scene and they're like human weakness germs, which is like solid call on everybody. Like that is a human weakness. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, mayor yeah. did have, and she's like, you know what? Let's just hear her. Well, Angel, you hung with him the most. Was there something that he's afraid of? Well, it's not crazy about germs. Of course. That's it. We'll attack him with germs. Great. We'll get him cornered and then you can sneeze on him. No, no. We'll get a container of Ebola virus and, and, um, or it doesn't even have to be real. We can just get a box that says Ebola on it and, um, chase him. With the box. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
A box, just a box. Yeah. That says, she's, right. thinking, she's thinking ahead, man. Oh, I just realized, no, we don't want to give everybody the Ebola virus. So let's <laughs> just write it on the box. Great Jesus. work, Cordelia. And then who walks the chat? Oh, no. <laughs> I was well, like, Detective Angel is like faith is his human weakness. Yes, Detective Angel. After all these Solving episodes, the case, putting them together, nailing it, man. Great job. Uh, but what I was gonna say is, then who walks in? But Wesley Wyndham Price, of course, doing the first brave thing we've seen him do since he entered the show. So great, right? Yeah. So I'm not here for the council. Just tell me how I can help. And they said, Wesley, great. You know how you can help? You can run into the battle and then fall immediately and <laughs> yes, lay on the ground. <laughs> but before we get to, yes. to that, of course, Cordelia is like, that is so classy. <laughs> that got a big guffaw from Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go into what I call in my notes the war room montage. Wow. Where we're cutting. That's much better than my how I described it, which was. <laughs> Back and forth planning montage, good v evil. Wow. Yours is very wordy. Got more of a ring to it. <laughs> so we're going back and forth between the mayor and all of his male assistants. Ugh. Whatever. And uh, oh my Buffy gosh, did you notice movies. one of their earrings? No. One of the vampires who's like at the front of the vampire cluster has a left ear long dangly. I think there might even be like a feather. Wow. Yeah. But he's wearing a suit, I think. It's, it doesn't go with his outfit, but uh, it really stuck out to me. Carry interesting, on, interesting. So we, we learn in the war room montage that um, there's going to be an eclipse, which means that all of the mayor's vampires are able to be a part of it. And also Angel is back in the game, as he puts it. <laughs> that puts me back in the game. He was so, he's so excited. He was so sad that he just had to sit in the corner. I just want to see Angel fighting in the broad daylight uh, in like a hazmat suit <laughs> with like sunglasses. Oh, my God. That would be great. Um, so then we get a really nice moment that I'll also put into the sexual tension award bin mm. between our favorite boyfriends, <laughs> Angel and Xander, who are like, Xander's like, okay, he's coming fine, but I'm still the key, right? I'm still the most important one. Right, 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 right. It's like, you two are like two little old ladies, just two biddies yapping at each other. Yes, yes. So throwing them in the ring. And then the, the last bit of this montage is just a nice little throw to the mayor's tendencies, the mayor's ways. <laughs> and boys, let's watch the swearing. So great. So great. I love, even though he's about to become what he's about to become, he's just still committed to his like family values yes. platform. He is a full person, a full demon, a full he's a, monster he's man. A, uh, mm -hmm. okay. Yes. So... Jenny, there's a scene now that we have to talk about that we don't, it's not, we're just, we need a minute to to get our heads around how to discuss this scene. Yeah, yeah. So while we do that, while we take some deep breaths, uh, why don't we leave you here with a couple of words from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. 
Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX, there's so many ways to watch movies these days, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets, you will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all you can watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Well, I was kind of hoping the ads would go on forever so we would never, ever, ever have to talk about Uh, what we have to talk about now. So Cordelia and Wesley are packing up the books, which is very responsible. And, you know, I'm glad that in the war planning that everyone thought, let's make sure we get the books out of here before we blow the place down. You know? Oh, yeah. I know, because when they were packing the books, I was like, why are they packing the books? And then at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, that's why they were packing the books. Um, <laughs> so they're they're packing the books. And this is, I mean, here's the thing. It's a scene that we don't want. We reject it. We put it back to whence it came. But it is done very funnily. It is the scene that, like, the ending that this subplot yes. deserves. Yes. And it's played very well. Like, the drama of it where he, Wesley's like, <laughs> Cordelia, and she's like, yes. <laughs> you know. And he's like, wanted. And she's like, wanted. wanted. Needed. Needed. Like, it is really, <laughs> It's if it weren't for 
the ick factor of this pairing, it would be just a hilarious scene. And I agree. I think that maybe this plot line was written and as it became as it continued, everybody said, What are we doing? This is just a horrible <laughs> idea. Let's Let's drive this plane directly into the ground. Yeah, and so they do, thank God. I mean, it would be really nice if this kiss never happened, but at least that's also how they feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's almost know. like they and we all have been punished yeah. mightily for their transgressions. Yeah, yeah. And and I just want to say that I think the kiss was so bad because of Wesley. Like, it definitely... Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely Wesley's Wesley. never kissed anyone before. Right. And Cordelia is like, the fuck is this shit? Which yeah. is kind of great. Yeah. That all said, yeah. keep it. Uh, in the words uh -huh. of Ira Madison the third, please. please keep it. Uh... Also, like, do you think the direction was just like, okay, make this look so terrible. So terrible. May we want to make... Keep your bodies as far apart as possible while yeah. your mouths are touching. We want kids to think that kissing is the worst thing that could happen to them. <laughs> Show yes. it. Let us, let, let us give everybody an episode where the kids can know that kissing sucks, but draining someone of their blood is hot. Super hot. Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> so we get that here. Thank you very much. Uh, you know who also hates this scene, who I would love to hear from, is one Kate Leth. Who has some fucking fashion to talk about, some prom thoughts, like from our prom thoughts, and, um, you know, also hates this scene. So let's please, as we as we wind down this season, let's hear one last time in season three from Kate Leth. It's time for our friend Kate to give you the Buffy fashion update. Well, welcome back to Buffy Fashion Watch and to the end of our third season, if you can believe it. You might hear the delicate sound of rainfall behind me as Los Angeles enjoys its biannual weather. I hope you enjoy it. I wanted to start by giving a shout out to everyone I saw and met at prom. You looked phenomenal. I was completely overwhelmed. Everything I was expecting you exceeded. High points to the spikes, Kendra, the several prom dresses with leather jackets, and the Sunnydale High cheerleader. It was one of the best and most well-dressed nights of my life. Thank you so much, everybody. So on to our finale. You know, sometimes I scrub through the episodes I've seen a dozen times or more just to check the fashion because I know the plot, but this one is just too good. It's one of those episodes that makes it hard for me to understand people who dismiss the show. I respect their decision, but it is deeply, disturbingly wrong. Anyway, the fashion. This season has more leather than you can shake a riding crop at, and this big finish is no exception. Buffy wears not only the iconic red pants-black jacket combo, but the black pants-long red jacket one as well. Her hair is peak Buffy, and I love that even with a neck wound, she wears a scoop neck top because what's up, everybody? I'm the Slayer. Even Cordelia's biting her style in a long red jacket in her entrance, but it's knit, and she's got butterfly clips in her hair. Bless her heart. Speaking of Cordy, this episode combines my two greatest loves and puts Cordelia in baby blue. Even though we have to watch the worst kiss possibly ever filmed to enjoy it, she throws back to her sweater set heyday during graduation with a matching cardigan, and I thank her for it personally. Willow was in typical Willow wear for this one, but we all know something's changed. I stand by it, guys. I still love Oz. And I still swooned for these two in the van before graduation. Honestly, I'm surprised Joss and the gang didn't get real blatant with her symbolism and get rid of her daisy chain necklace after the consummation. But I'm also kind of glad that they didn't. It's still Willow. Finally, a shout out to the entire season of Faith Lahane's looks. I didn't get to comment on all of them, but know that they are burned into my mind the same way they are surely 
burned into yours. She changed me, man. She changed all of us. Season three is really good. So we take a little break, and until it's time to shop for freshman year, I'll see you at the mall. That was our friend Kate. She gave you the Buffy fashion update. Oh, Kate. Kate, Kate, Kate. Just a delight in every possible capacity. Do you think that if I call Kate in between seasons, she could just whisper sweet fashion nothings I am into the phone? certain of it, as a matter of fact. You just call her on the mall pay phone. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She'll be Down there waiting. The court, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my notes for the next scene are three things. All I wrote was, Larry, Jonathan, van sex. That's my whole summary. Wow, that is like not that far away from what I wrote. What did you write? Larry and Jonathan helping out. Uh Uh-huh. Van sex. But then I went back and added, (laughs) I sound pretty sure, don't I? Then I must be sure in the middle. Oh. But that was a post. I knew van sex was coming, so I made the note before I... Right. Whatever. Got it. We're just on the same page. Where did Oz come from? He is really great. He's a perfect... He's a perfect boyfriend. Yes. I've been looking for one of those. Yeah, I know. Look no further. (laughs) Seth Green, are you out there? Can you hear us? You have two queer women and many more, I think, who would love to date you. Is that weird? (laughs) Oh, we've been waiting for this call, said Seth Green (laughs) in his office. Seth Green's so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So Larry and Jonathan are on their way. We don't know in this scene, but they're on their way to put all that shit in the library. Yep, yep. Uh, What exactly do you think that is? What is it? Did you some say? explosive of some sure. kind? I don't know. I just... Fertilizer is fertilizer Ooh, explosive? Yeah. I have no idea. Cool. You can tell that there are two people in this room who do not build bombs Correct. Uh, of any kind. So, great. So that happens. Sex is happening. Great, great, great. We go back to the library and now we get round 2 of Angel being so fucking dramatic. I'm sorry. I just can't with him. Uh, I just need to tell you I'm I'm not going to say goodbye. You know what, man? Say goodbye or don't say goodbye. Don't say I'm not going to say goodbye. What the fuck? Yeah, it's kind of like saying that you're not going to say goodbye it's, is its own kind of saying goodbye. Exactly. Dumbass. <laughs> Come on. But also, I love you. Uh, if we get through this, I'm just going to go. Like, fucking, uh. And I, like, whatever. I have a lot of feelings about Angel, but also the way that Buffy picks up her hand and, like, she holds her hand up when she's receiving this, right? And it's like she's containing and like she contains inside of her like a million fucking things. But Angel has just said like I'm I'm going to go. I'm not going to say goodbye. And she just closes her fingers, like not even all the way. They just like close like halfway and she doesn't say anything, and I think it's really fucking beautiful. And I love Buffy. That's all I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> well observed and hard. Did agree. you not notice her hand? Closed? I noticed it, but not in the like it's in stick in my mind, the way yeah. that it apparently stuck. Stuck in this mind. Yeah. Um, Buffy went back for Faith's knife, which thank God had not been picked up by, I don't know, the mayor who was just there, or like some kids smoking on the roof, or like a seagull or something. Oh my god. The sea I would really like to see the choose your own adventure where you could pick uh, a seagull picks up Faith's knife. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yes, yeah. So she has the knife, and it's actually done really well. Like she takes off the wrapper of and the there's knife. There's some dried blood and it's up stuck. on that piece. Like yeah, it, like sticks to the dried blood. Just not a, a lot of good details mm. happening in this. Love episode. when a knife sticks to some cloth. Yeah, some dried blood. Sure, of course. So then we go to graduation. graduation. You all proved more or less adequate. <laughs> Spit out that gum. I saw that gesture. You see me after graduation. Dude, this is so great. It's so great that like we know what's about to happen to yeah. Principal Snyder. And it's so great that he gets to go out in like true Snyderian fashion. Totally. Totally. I mean, I really feel like I think everybody on set. I think everybody loved Armin Shimmerman, just like we love Armin Shimmerman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think everybody loved Snyder, and they really, like, I think Joss went out of his way to give Snyder a real Snyder moment before totally. his demise. Totally. I agree. I'm super into that. Now, did you ever go to graduation with sex hair? Uh, no, uh, no, I didn't. I was, I, I was like, I didn't. And then I was like, did I go to graduation more than one time? No, just one time. You didn't co- have a college graduation? I didn't go to my college graduation. Wow. Yeah. Can I tell you what uh, all my friends did at college graduation? Did they all have sex hair? No. We all filled Pepsi bottles with red wine and put them in the pockets of our robes and drank a lot of red wine. Wow. Like a bunch of assholes. This is your uh, college college graduation. graduation. (laughs) People drinking age graduation. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't. I had transferred to uh, a school in New York City like in my junior year. So I just didn't have any attachment to my graduation. Like, right. I would have sooner gone to the SUNY Binghamton. That's where I went to the first two years of college graduation. Then I, I didn't have a lot of attachment to Marymount Manhattan College. I see. Um, but my high school graduation, my high school graduation. So I graduated in the upstate New York area. And if you're familiar with Albany, you know that the city of Albany has a building called The Egg. If you don't know about this building, I suggest you Google it just so you can see what it looks like. It looks like a spaceship landed in. <laughs> the middle of it's like this orb and it has I'm pretty sure it has no windows it's just an orb I can't believe you've never taken me to this place which sounds like it's right up my alley oh you've never seen the egg no oh my god what the hell wow yeah well I graduated inside of the egg so tight don't worry about it uh, it's the 100th anniversary of the founding of Sunnydale, which is a fact that I missed on my first few viewings right, of this episode. And the mayor was the founder of Sunnydale, right? Right. right. So. so that's like, and that's like, uh, you. I mean, I caught it. This is like my eighth time watching the episode. So I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like we could have maybe given more to that moment. It seems mm. like a big thing. And then, so, okay, there's there's a lot to talk about in this scene. But I love this. My God, he's going to do the whole speech. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is true evil. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not only are we going to have to, like, fight him after he ascends, but first we have to listen to his speech. Yes. Graduation speeches. Actually, I think he's doing a great job. He does do I a great job. I wish that we got to hear the whole thing. Um, ugh, especially when he's like, some people who should be here today aren't. Ugh, and he, yes. like, makes, I think, eye contact with Buffy. Oof. And, and I well, but that's that's like, good for Buffy though because she's like confirmed in her suspicions about his human weakness. It's like only giving her more strength. Oh yeah, you know because she's like you oh, don't fuck think me. they're having like a shared moment of loss there at all. Oh, I sure did not think that. No, I don't think so. Like, the mayor, is, I mean, he's fucking... of course, of course, of course, he's he's uh, full of uh, mayoral mm, demonic <laughs> whatever stuff vibes. <laughs> but 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 but. He's still like, I don't know, he's still technically human and human beings are so complex. And like, think about the way that he like swooped into the cafeteria, not the colloquial use of swooping, of course, but the (laughs) 
uh, dictionary definition. Uh-huh. Uh, and and was like, I see you, Angel. I see you, Buffy. Here's why it's not going to work out. And like, I know some shit. Like, you don't think that he has like the depth of understanding to think about like the fact that Faith and Buffy were friends and like yeah, meant maybe something to right. each other. I don't know. I'm probably just No, putting... I mean, listen, the, the part of his speech that moved me the most is when he said, at the end of your journey, you're not the same. Oh. So that kind of ties into what you're saying, that like, mm-hmm. yeah, he was ready to kill her in the hospital, but like also we're all journeying through a lot of complex things and perhaps he shares a moment here, you know? Right. I don't know. But I do really love that message for so many reasons. I mean, this episode, like in a macro way, does an incredible job just like the series has up until this point of laying high school, the high school experience over the experience of being the chosen one and saving the world. Right. That like, and, and I remember like way in the early days of talking to people about this show, them pointing out the fact that one of the reasons this show is so powerful is because you have these like episode arcs and then you have season arcs and you also have series arcs and I know we're only ending the third season here but this is something that has been consistent throughout that we have always seen this way of overlapping their experience in saving the world and in saving lives and in battling demons with the very day-to-day real lived experience of being high school students so this at the end of the journey you're not the same is of course applicable to all of the big death-like things that are happening here but it's also super applicable to like Go, moving through high school, moving through anything in your life mm-hmm. and thinking, you know, what's at the end and you never do. You just like literally never do, you know? So yeah. shout out to the mayor for that. Yeah. Then uh, there's an eclipse and then he starts like having pains. <laughs> and then he has this great thing where he's like, well, I love seeing him go back and forth between like, I'm about to become a demon uh, and I'm like really serious about it and like watch the swearing type stuff. Right. And he, so here he's like, it has begun. My destiny. And then he's like, it's a little sooner than I expected. I have this whole section on civic pride. <laughs> it's like, what does he even expect is going to be left to be civically proud of after he like eats everything? Like, what is com- like, he's so complex? Very complicated. Okay, uh, and then so, yes. he becomes a huge Yes. ludicrous so, CGI snake demon. Harry, Harry Groner in the, in next week's episode, Harry Groner will also talk about the uh, troubleshooting of the suit ripping off of his body, which is a fun <laughs> little tidbit uh, to stay tuned for. But awesome. yes, he becomes, yes, Jenny, wait, go wait, ahead. Wait, wait. Oh, Sorry, I just like, there are two what feel like me to be very clear Jurassic Park references oh. uh, from here forward. This is the first one where he becomes the snake, shoots up, and like knocks down the um congratulations mm-hmm. like Sunnydale class of 99 banner and it like flaps down very similar to the way that uh when dinosaurs ruled the earth banner falls down at the end of Jurassic Park oh. when the T-Rex and the Velociraptors are having their wow. guest uh their uh gift shop battle wow and Jurassic Park predates 93 yeah by wow by a lot wow i didn't realize that they were that far apart holy crap uh i in fifth grade i've already said this i think on this show (laughs) that you owned a jurassic Jurassic park Park t-shirts i had when i was a kid jenny owned in case you missed it jenny owned a jurassic park t-shirt enough so that she could wear one every day of the week every day of the week no repeats (laughs) so okay so the mayor is now the snake demon monster. Yes. Now, the first thing that I notice when this happens, Jenny, is everybody's 
we pan to the, the students, but we know the students have a plan. Then we pan back because behind the students are the parents. Jenny, every single parent runs. Not one parent is like, what's up with my kid? Yeah, not one fucking parent is like, yeah. let me make sure my kid is not being swallowed by that snake. They all run and they're gone. It's uh, fucked up. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. And then, okay, so then also I want to give a shout out to our very favorite extra. Uh, this week on social media, if you follow us on social media, we posted something that one of our listeners made that highlights the amount of times that this extra has been in the series. She has long, like, blonde hair with bangs. I think we've called her Susan a couple of times. I thought we called her Claire. No. I don't know if we called her either, actually. I think okay. it might be a third name altogether. But anyway... Uh, she has a front row seat for graduation and she gets some really incredible action. Like she's like looking at the, de- you know, she just gets some moments. Wow. And I feel like it's nice. I feel like they, you know, they were yeah. like, hey, this girl's been in a lot of scenes. Let's give her a moment. So shout out to that girl, whoever you are. Hell One yeah. day I hope to find you in real life. And then Jenny. Commander Xander. Commander Xander and the class of 1999. Getting into it yo and so okay so we're taping this episode on sunday march 25th yesterday was saturday march 24th and um you probably noticed that hundreds of thousands millions of students were fucking in the streets of cities across the world protesting gun violence and being the biggest fucking badasses that exist on the face of planet earth so watching like being a part of that yesterday, seeing that, seeing that power, knowing that it existed, but then like just seeing it and then watching this was like, there was just a connection for me. I mean, obviously there's a connection of like them all coming together to defeat this evil and they're, and the fucking parents, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about the parents. There's a lot of wonderful parents also involved in this fight, but like just, there's something very powerful about the fact that the parents are out and the kids are like, graduation gowns off and we all have like fucking battle axes yes! on our fire hoses like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're in it to win it and this the battle is so real like people die we see students go down yeah in this like they they didn't make it this thing where like the students all live and the bad right. people all die like, we see harmony getting bit yeah we see we harmony see larry get whap tailed and he's got to be dead that was a that was pretty bad for Larry. Larry. Larry was so good. Oh, I love Larry. Um, but yeah, we see some people that we know past just like students that don't have a name. We see some students we know and we've had experiences with go down in this fight. Um, no one goes down as quickly as Wesley. Oh, my God. I love how like there's a bunch of vampires and then they'll, they're like moving and then they're like, oh, shit, look at this new flank. And it's like Angel, Percy, and Wesley. Right. And all the vampires look worried. Well, they don't know yet. That, they don't know yet, of course. Right. But it's just like really funny but that they're Wesley, like, oh shit. And then Wesley's like, boom. Yeah. But and Wesley, I mean, of course he goes down right away, but we have seen Wesley chicken out every other time. So this, as much as like it's funny that Wesley falls right away, he runs head first into yeah, the battle. And totally. that is a character trait that we have never seen from him. Massive improvement. Way to go, Wes. So yeah, I don't know what's to become of him, but you know, maybe this is a turning point for our Wesley. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Okay. Yes. And then. And then. And then we come to it at last. Uh, Snyder is not pleased. No, he's uh, not. This is not orderly. <laughs> or disciplined. Uh, and he's like, buddy. He's, he's just trying to give the snake demon some commands. And the snake demon, yeah. in what is, to me, again, clearly a Jurassic Park reference, the second one, mm-hmm. in short order, 
Uh, Snyder gets eaten from above, just like the lawyer mm-hmm. uh, who is, abandons the children to right. hide in the rando bathroom that's available on the Jurassic Park guided tour trail. Uh, and then gets uh, snapped up by totally. the T-Rex. Totally, yeah, you're right. It's it's the same. It's that moment of like the character that all season you've been like, that <laughs> we get to let him go and feel good about it. I mean, oh whatever. I love Snyder, but yeah, yeah. Sad you know, to see him go. Yeah, we're graduating. We wouldn't have seen Snyder anyway, even if he had lived, because we're right, going right. to college now. Um, Buffy wore red leather to graduation. Her jacket <laughs> is red leather. And I am wondering, because she has to, she knows her purpose is to make the mayor think about Oh, Faith. wow. Do you think those are the same red leather pants that she snuck into Faith's closet and silently slipped into? And then she turned them created. into a jacket. She, oh, it's a, ja- sorry. It's a jacket. <laughs> I am she, Buffy my was mind up all is, night taking those leather pants and sewing <laughs> them into a jacket form. My mind is compromised <laughs> due to the material in hand. Yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That was just a thought I had. Also, Cordelia gets a sick slay. Yeah. Right? She looks real good slaying a vampire. Agreed. Totally does a great She's job. She's really got like a Dorothy thing happening. The blue with the baby blue that that with the white collar piece. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You do know that for Halloween I was Dorothy like three years in a row. Because your mom didn't want to get you a new costume. My mom made the costume and I think she was like like, you have to wear this my money's worth. Yeah. And I would carry a little stuffed dog in a basket. It was my toe toe. Oh my God. So anyway, then Buffy's like, want Faith's night. And then she, she says a line that Kate Leth texted to us after she sent us the fashion watch, which she said nothing else, Kate, except for it just slid in her like she was butter. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know that I didn't know what that was to? <laughs> wow. I was just like, interesting, Kate. <laughs> oh, my God. Jenny. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I can't because wait the to... text came so so far in advance of me doing my like recent watches. Right, 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 right. Um, wow, that's tight. great. Great to know that anyone can send Jenny a text that says just slid in her like she was butter, and Jenny will just be like, okay. I was like, all right. Kristen and Kate must have been having a side conversation. <laughs> this has nothing to do with me. I will just let it oh, pass. Wow, I can't wait to tell Kate all of this the minute we stop recording. Right, right, right. Uh, so. so how how do you think it is that Buffy can run faster than this gigantic snake monster? Well, because it's a gigantic snake monster. And also, it's the first time that the snake monster has ever had to move in his own Ooh, skin. Ooh, that's a good point. You know? That's so I point. think it, I believed it. Like, she's so small. And she's, like, running with feet and bobbing and weaving yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. She doesn't have to crash through walls. And like this is does. the classic... A snake is after you. You just got to make it tie itself into a pretzel. This is the, <laughs> of course you do this. Uh, so Bobby's running hither and Wait, thither. Yes. Is the snake in a pretzel? Well, it's just like he gets all tangled in the school, mm, you know? Right. right, 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 right. It's just like confused the large thing into like tying itself into a structure that it can't escape from. That is about to explode, of course. That is, yeah, and then that's the kicker is that it's about to explode. Oh my god. Um, the only thing more, oh god, than like what the CGI snake looks like to us today yes. is the fact that they were like, also, we're gonna want to get Harry Groner to say, well, gosh. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I would be so sad if it was not this right. way. Yeah. It's so perfect. Because it's, again, it's just like, that is, that is this whole, the whole 
line of the mayor was this <laughs> evil, evil, evil. Well, gosh, you know, just like <laughs> perfect. I love it so much. I know that everybody probably has feelings about it, but mine are yes. No, the school is toast. The school is toast. We see Jonathan and Cordelia hugging it out outside, which yeah. is cute. Um, yeah. And so Sunnydale High School is gone. Yeah. It has ex- it hath exploded. Good thing they got the books. Good thing they got the books. Guess they'll move those books to Giles's house. Someplace where vampires don't have a standing invitation, perhaps. <laughs> wow, what a great idea. So Wesley is whimpering and asking oh, for pain. Oh, Wesley. Wesley is Buddy, just... But it's okay. It's just... He's, it and hurts then, so bad. Now listen. Yes. Listen. Yes. He's being put into an ambulance by two firemen. Uh-huh. That is not a thing. Are you sure? I'm pretty fucking sure that's not a thing. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't really know. Firemen never... go into the fire. They use the hoses. They get the cats out but of trees. Maybe everybody's... They climb ladders. Just helping. EMTs. And paramedics. Maybe everybody's are just helping. Trained and licensed. Jenny, have you ever been to the scene of a school that is gone and fell into the earth when a okay. snake inhabited it? Okay. They might just be helping each other out. Wesley's like the only person who needs medical attention. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they have too and many. And he EMTs. certainly does not need medical and attention. And where are the EMTs that like sh- know how to use all that equipment? I had no idea you were people. so upset by this fact. I mean, c- feel free to. Email us and let, <laughs> let us know if I am way off base. <laughs> um, so Xander, I, I think, listen, I know that you're annoyed with Xander from earlier, but I actually thought that Xander had a really good episode this episode. Um, and it kind of has a tag here at the end where he goes over to Buffy and he's just like, listen, he made it through. Like, Yeah, that's nice. You look you look concerned and I don't know. I don't know what's happening to me, guys. No, 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 I'm no. I'm starting to have feelings I, that are I'm good. With you, like, I agree, like, upon a closer look, the earlier scene that, like, really bummed me out. I mean, whatever. It's just annoying, but, like, it's annoying for a lot of different reasons. Right. Not just Xander reasons. Okay, cool. Nice work, Xander. So, so then, then. So Giles, like, work dad stuff. And then Buffy's like, Fire bad, tree pretty. And then Giles is like, diploma. And then Giles is like, Wait, just you, you can't words. just like skip over that. Giles went into the flames to get Buffy's <laughs> diploma for her. That's... Can I read my succinct summation yes, of this zone? Yes. I'm going to start from the beginning. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> okay. Giles is like, work dad stuff. And then Buffy's like, fire bad, tree pretty. And then Giles is like, diploma. And then Giles is like, a lot of long words, including synchronicity that borders on predestination. That is some garbage language. <laughs> and then Buffy's like, fire bad, tree pretty. The end. Thank you. I'm so sorry that I took How you could off you? course. I just, I, my, in all caps, I had, dad got her diploma. Yeah, so I, that is so nice. You know what I have next in all caps, Jenny? In all caps, I just wrote, no, come <laughs> On Angel, <laughs> this fucking guy. Do you want to know what? I'm I- not gonna say goodbye. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. And then the the smoke clears, <laughs> and there's a silhouette of Angel, and he's just looking stone faced at Buffy. Like I said, he thinks to himself, "I'm not going to say <laughs> I'm not goodbye. Going to say goodbye." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wrote, I, I wrote, then she feels his haircut <laughs> what? and whips her head around. Like, that's oh. what happens. She's like looking in a different direction. She's slightly <laughs> swiveling. And then she's like, what? <laughs> and like whips around to look directly at his pointy head. What is that spiky silhouette I see in the <laughs> distance? <laughs> and and Angel's like making cry face. And then they have meaningful eye contact from 30 paces. And uh, then he disappears back into the smoke into fog. Into the smoke fog. And then, you know what? 
this is this is what's good is that this episode doesn't end with Angel walking off into the smoke fog. It ends with Buffy back with her Scoobies, and yeah. they're all together. Cordelia's there, and Oz, Willow, and Xander, and they're just like, "Wow, we survived high school. We survived, right?" And it's great. It's a great little like twist where yeah. Oz is like, "We survived," and he's like, "No, not the battle. I meant." high school and then there's a great moment where he's like let's take a moment and like they barely have a moment everybody's <laughs> like all right we're out which is just so high school you know yeah exactly just so very high school uh and then a beautiful pan down to the cover of that yearbook the future is ours the baby. future is ours they fucking did it jenny they truly did and so did we so did we and so did all of you wow 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 oh my gosh i just said i just took your line I'm how so could sorry. you i'm so sorry oh uh, wow what is a journey? Is it just time? What does he say? Time spent uh, getting from A to B? What does he say? He, just, he says, is it just time? Listen, don't try to. But, okay. Don't try to replicate okay, cool, beauty. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Passion. <laughs> Speaking of passion, Jenny, it's the end of the episode, and uh, we have yet to deliver an important award. The final one of the season, in fact, season being named Season Faith. Uh, we had two contenders in the ring. Mm-hmm. We had Angel and Oz uh, and Angel and Xander. Angel putting really a heavy yeah. hand on the finale here. Ooh. But I think that we have one other set of people. And we haven't yet considered. And I think it's important to consider them. Please, let's consider them closely. Well, well, it's like Faith and Buffy, they were in each other's dreams at the same time. They were in... The other one. You're telling me they did something at the same time. Uh, I, you know, in fact, I am. In fact, I really am. And so I think that I would like to put them in the ring, uh, reminding everyone once again, this is season Faith. I'm just saying, uh, we thought we thought that the last time we'd ever be able to nominate Faith for anything was was last week. But then the two be continued. It really, really took a turn for us, didn't it, Jenny? Listen, if I had that dream mm-hmm. in high school mm-hmm. and I was not yet aware of my queerness, mm-hmm. I definitely would have qualified as a queer awakening. <laughs> wow. Qualifier dream. All right. Well, on that note. All of that the, the ambiguous dream language. The cat. The, the cat. <laughs> the, the like, uh, like super overexposed, like up by the window lighting. Hell yeah. Well, on that note, why don't you play the jingle? even have to talk about this we don't you know why because season faith bubby should just take whatever she needs so like in the dream yeah and also want take have right hashtag bad girls (laughs) great Congratulations, Buffy and Faith. Uh, We'll be sending you a special complimentary shelving unit that people only win when they get multiple, as many awards as you've gotten this season. Oh, it's a shelving unit for for the the trophies. Yes. It comes with, once you get past a certain amount of trophies, you get this complimentary shelving unit. They just get one shelving unit because they live together, we assume? Oh, yes. One shelving unit they'll have to share. (laughs) Great. Okay. Uh, This has been quite a season, and we're not quite... I mean, we're done with the season, but we do have one last episode next week. chat with Harry Groner. So exciting. Chat with Harry Groner and, you know, maybe share some of our feelings (gasps) with you because we have a lot of feelings, but um, we love you, and holy shit, season faith. Yeah, happy end of season faith. Happy end of season faith. Thanks for hanging out with us. And happy graduation. Happy graduation.
Well, hey, I'm Jenny Owen-Youngs, and when I'm not making this podcast, I am making songs. You can hear some of them at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering, and you can always give me a shout on Twitter at Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo, and you can find me over on my website, KristenNoline.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. You can also use that spelling to find me on Twitter and on Instagram. You can learn about the work that I do when I'm not watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is supporting LGBTQ communities and their families. And also, you know, I spend a lot of time taking care of a cat and looking for bagels, if you're interested (laughs) in some of my hobbies. (laughs) Those are your primary activities. Mm Uh, Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BufferingCast. And you can drop us an email at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. You can support our podcast in a few ways. You can go on over to iTunes and rate and review us. You can become a patron of ours over on Patreon. Just go to our website, BufferingTheVampireSlayer.com and click on Patreon and you'll find out all of the fun things, one of which we mentioned at the top of the, the show today. We are having a Buffy watch where we all watch an episode together as one big happy family. We're doing graduation day one and two, a doubleheader. Uh, And you can find out all sorts of other fun things on our Patreon page. It's a really, really awesome way to support the show and also get fun things like, you know, the songs in advance and other such stuff. You can also support us by going on over to our store and buying yourself, you know, the season three CD or that new Willow pin or like 14 copies of the erotic novel zine created (laughs) by Kristen Russo and Christine Tuna. We also have a lot of demon patriarchy smashing apparel over there we even have baby onesies these days so you can find that by going to our website and clicking on shop all right that is everything the sum total of everything we need to say for this episode yes except for please remember to stay tuned next week for our interview with harry groner ah yes please do that yes and till next time which is next week <gasps> uh, happy graduation I tried to do what I thought was right A life for a life I came up empty-handed tonight Just can't say goodbye Cause I know I can't get it back Can't get it back If I let go right now I know I won't get it back Won't get it back If I say no Yeah, we might be young But we know what's right We're here for the good We each stand up to shine our light We're here for the good fight You're here for the good fight Sometimes we're all alone in the dark Waiting for some spark to light us up Our eyes will adjust Dust to dust to dust I know I can't get it done, can't get it done Without you by my side I know I can't get it done Can't get it done Without the class of 99 Yeah, we might be young But we know what's right We're here for the good fight We each stand up to shine our light We're here for the good fight We're here for the good fight I saw you dream last night you told me what I need to win this fight for you I dream a dream of life for you I dream a dream 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.